Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 36 of the Baby Mamas. How y'all doing? I'm in labor, guys. No, you're not. You just <laughs> wish you were. Not really. I'm scared. 38 weeks and feeling uncomfortable and moody? Would that be... A little bit. And bored? S- uh, sleeping is really difficult and annoying. Would yeah, be- it's just like it's hard to get comfortable and it's hard to move because... Every time I I have one of those pregnancy pillows, it looks like a giant C. It's called a snoogle. Yeah. And so I'm on one side and then I'm like, okay, I want to be over on my other side now. I have to like, first of all, turn over, which is hard with like my back pain. And then I have to shift my pillow from between my legs. I have to go one leg under the pillow, the other one on top of it. And then I have to like move the pillow that's on my face. Cause kick I your wife my and face. wake her up and move for 18 minutes while she's trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. So last night or this morning, last night I was awake from like 4.30 until 9 this morning. And then I eventually fell asleep on the couch until about 10. Yeah, so we're both pretty much operating on not quite optimal sleep levels, which is um, interesting. Yeah, and every single night, I'm still convinced convinced that I'm like squishing some part of the baby. Like I haven't gotten used to. You can't not. You can't do it. Thinking that she won't let you. Your body mm, won't, won't let, let me. you. Your body won't let you. If you were squishing part of her, she would kick and wake you up. And she do does something. kick and wake me up. Yeah, and then you move. So you're not hurting her. It's really hard to hurt a baby when they're inside of you. Well, let's talk about how Jackie tried to kill the baby inside of me. (sighs) (laughs) It was obviously an accident because I underestimate how slowly Ange moves these days. And I was trying to close the trunk and she was holding her water bottle on her belly for some reason. Because everything goes on my belly. Uh It's like the perfect shelf. And I wasn't holding it necessarily on my belly it was just sort of like here above your belly so i went to close the trunk and she basically took the 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 trunk hit the water bottle hit the water bottle which then jammed into your stomach which was awful but it was not nearly hard enough to hurt anybody but you went it did hurt it hurt me no i know but like it didn't even bruise you so let's be realistic here it was an ouch and it was not a pleasant thing and i was really sorry about it but nobody was dying from that and you went into like frustration crying and i was just like i don't know what to say i was in frustration crying i was just crying okay hormonal crying no i think it was valid like it scared me yeah i mean it's i don't think there's anything wrong with having the response of like then being freaked out because it was a scary thing to happen having like the weight of a trunk what do you call that like lid but the trunk hatch door hatch coming down a on a metal bottle which is then jamming into your no i'm not very pregnant belly it wasn't and then after that feeling scared and yeah. then crying i don't think there's anything wrong with that i know but you were like i, I think crying know. is actually like a healthy way of coping because i was just 
as I was crying, I was saying like, everything is so scary. It's hard to be. You actually went into everything scary all the time. I'm so tired of being scared. Yeah. Which is fine. But I think that's part of the hormone thing where like you can't just focus on what's happening right now. It's like everything is happening right now instead of just what's happening right now. So I looked into some things. I did a little research and was like, yeah, the only time you would really have a massive concern about like blunt force trauma to the belly is if like you fell at full force on your belly or like we're in a car accident. That's when you could cause some like major damage. But Andrew's worried that it had jammed the baby's head into her pelvis. And I was like, no, you can't. Her head's going to go down there anyway. It's already there. Well, she is engaged now. So maybe you just like gave her a nice little kick. You're welcome. (laughs) It was it was really unpleasant. I'm I'm not trying to justify what happened. I'm just saying that it wasn't. No, I know it wasn't wasn't on purpose. And obviously she's fine. I am getting tired of being worried about things. Like I am looking forward to having my body back and being able to be like, can I eat this? Doesn't matter. Well, maybe it'll give the baby a stomachache, but it's not going to be like my kid's then going to be born with like extra heads or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's exhausting. Yeah. Today even I wanted, we had an appointment at the bank and I just wanted to grab something quick to eat. And I went to Safeway and it was like, oh, sandwiches, but you can't eat deli meat. And so then I was like, fuck. And I just got a bun. Yeah. She was just eating bread. I was like, oh, interesting. (laughs) I would have picked something else. But the problem. Because everything else was either. The problem with deli stuff. Yeah. I could have gotten like a muffin, but I'd already had a muffin that day or. That day? Today? This day? (laughs) This day. (laughs) Or uh, shit that has been sitting out. Yeah. That's the main issue with delis, which I'm sure most of you know, because you're obviously very well informed, which is why you're listening to us um is the being able to maintain a, an adequate temperature to prevent any kind of foodborne illness um but the bank appointment but i was like listen i want to go in and talk about our finances and make sure we're doing everything we can so that this kid has a way better start than we did in terms of like financial stability and education fund because the life we are living right now would be a a billion times easier if neither of us had student loans. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's not ideal. It's definitely not ideal spending a thousand dollars over a thousand dollars a month on debt, on student loan debt. That doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Yeah, I've so, been paying my student loans for how many years now? And I just looked at what my starting amount months was and my existing amount today. Mm-hmm. It's like five grand. I've paid off five grand. I know. And it feels like my so mom. much of it is interest. Oh. And, and the beginning of part is all anyway. And basically the plan now is just like wait and see what our finances are actually like once the baby's born and Angela's mat leave payments are coming through and we have our new income plus baby bonus, and all that stuff and then decide what to do. But um, I think we're in pretty good shape. The baby bonus is a thing in Canada that you get from the government. It's like a monthly check. Yeah. They don't do that in the state. It's like, hey. Thanks for uh, creating more Canadians. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. Here's some money. Uh, we had our baby shower. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was a thing. <laughs> it was good. We have a lot of people who are very generous and care about us and yes. are excited about us having a kid. Yes. And gave us many, many wonderful gifts. Very soft blankets and handmade stuff. Really cute things. Really useful things. Yeah, it was really nice. It just, I felt really overwhelmed. We always it. do, though. This is the thing. Like, we forget. We felt like this at our engagement party. Mm-hmm. Obviously felt overwhelmed at the wedding, although alcohol and just... Yeah, like but the, the wedding wasn't, like, bad overwhelmed. It was, like, fun. Yeah. 
but this didn't feel like as much fun because it's also like awkward together of different Mm -hmm. awkward people and a bunch of people didn't show up which was pretty disappointing i think that uh our friend that organized it said 19 people didn't come like without really much notice some some had very legitimate reasons Mm -hmm. like hand foot and mouth disease thank you for staying home hope you're feeling better (laughs) um (laughs) but some were just like not there and it was like oh um okay so i guess that's a thing where people say they're going to be there and then just don't show up which is it's kind of shitty like i know life is busy we're all busy but that's the thing we're all busy and i feel like if you're gonna say you're gonna be there and then you just never say anything and don't show up that's a really sucky thing to do yeah however I think because people are so busy, it's always really helpful to send out a reminder when you invite people two months prior to, yeah, to an event. But at the same time, I, I'm not adults. saying I know. I know. And I put things in my calendar and that's how I know what I'm doing with my life. Because I thought that too. I was like, I should remind people. I'm like, you know what? No. If they yeah. can't remember, then maybe they don't want to be there. Yeah. If it's not important enough for them to have put it in their calendar or to have just like made a mental note. Yeah. And the people that were there are the ones that were making the effort. And, and I also I don't really want to like it. fucking beg people to come. No. To baby like shower. if you don't want to be there, don't come. It, it's it's that's not the thing. It's not like you have to be there. The thing that bugs me is the like rudeness of like, yeah, I'll totally be there. I'm RSVPing so you can like make plans for the food and the refreshments you're providing around your guest list and then half of them don't show up. So that's that's the part that bugs me because it's just it's rude. It's yeah. really bad manners and it's really inconsiderate. So, but yeah. very happy to the people that did come. Yes. And the generosity of the people. That yes. Oh, my God. Through the shower for us. We had so much. Our car was full. It was crazy. Coming home, we were like, oh, my God. Like, this is a lot of stuff. <laughs> we had two full, like, extra loads of laundry to do on top of all the stuff we already had. So, mm-hmm. we're feeling very, very lucky. And this baby is going to be so warm and cozy all the time. I was going through our stuff. I don't feel like we have too many clothes. Okay. Well, that's good. Because because it's separated because we have our newborn stuff and then we have like three to six months and six to nine and then the 12 to eight stuff is all separated. The stuff that we have in our drawer for right after the baby's born, it doesn't feel like an insane amount. Right. I guess that's the thing too because people are like really smart and think ahead and are like, well, I'm not just going to buy newborn sizes. They bought all different sizes. So I guess it's not a lot of stuff. It's just, it's a lot of stuff all at once. It's just not all going to be used at once. So I Mm -hmm. guess that's, that's good. And my brother's buying us a glider. Mm, A reclining. about. Sexy glider. Yeah. With an ottoman that also glides. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Be gliding and striding and bribing and thriving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that baby's going to get rocked the shit to sleep. And then I think once it's out of that phase, then it'll just be my chair. It or her. This has been a recurring thing. She is a person who is a she. Maybe she wants to be a boy. And she's going to look back at this and she's going to be like, I appreciate you non-gender conforming That is not why you're doing it, you fucking asshole. (laughs) You're doing it because... I don't know. You like are in denial about her gender or something? No, I'm not. I don't know why I do it. It just, I don't know. It's. I think that's probably from years of like working with youth and stuff, trying to be like respectful with pronouns. I guess, but I wouldn't call a youth it ever. (laughs) But you'll call our baby it? Yeah. I see. (laughs) Um, Yes, but we have honestly been just balls to the wall busy because I don't know, just feel really have this. I don't know if this is what they call nesting, but I just feel like we got to get everything we can possibly do done now so that we don't have to do anything after she's born aside from just like keep her alive and try and keep ourselves alive. So like 
things like today, going to the bank, having a financial conversation and like, um, God, what else have we been doing? want to stock up on like essentials, like toilet paper and that kind of stuff. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, organizing closets, getting rid of shit. Getting haircuts. Cleaning stuff. I made muffins. Yeah. That was important to me. You made muffins. You made some cookies. Um, we've seen our midwife a lot, which is nice, but it's also hard because every week is really challenging <laughs> for my schedule. So I'm so sad about this, but in our 39th week, Ange will go to her very first appointment alone. Oh, God. How will I manage? I'm such a terrible parent. I'm, I'm a not going to be there. I'm a single mom. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm sure it'll mom. be fine, but <laughs> I'm really sad that I have to miss a thing. Um, oh my god they're just gonna be like we picked up our birth pool we picked up the hoses for it so we can fill it frustrating because we have an older well our building is 100 over 100 years old yeah i think it's like 113 it was born it was born it was born it was built in 1912 yeah so it's massive the it's 1100 square feet it's very large but it's also just very long yeah long the faucets are not contemporary no. So I was trying to put this hose on because you're supposed to connect the hose to your kitchen sink and then put it where the birth pool would be. And I was checking to see if that worked. Didn't work. Tried it in the bathroom on the faucet there. That didn't work. Tried okay, it but, on the shower But to faucet. be fair, those faucets are not from 1912. They're from like the 80s. The 80s, I'd yeah. say. But I feel like current faucets are more standardized. Anyway, it didn't work. It doesn't fit. It's just a fucking hose. Like, I don't know why it's so complicated. I also maybe should try it. Oh, good luck. I tried it every which way. Uh. There's no, there's no Anyway, the only way that worked was the shower by removing the like shower head. head. So that's annoying. But then the hose that came with it was too short. So then we had to get another hose. And then that was the thing. Oh, should we tell the the Home Depot story? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I don't know. Can we tell it safely? I don't know. So here's my version. Feel free to jump in. Okay. Um... I had worked a 12-hour shift that was very busy and I was very tired. And and wanted to go to Home Depot after she picked me up from work so that she could, that we could get another hose. I was like, cool, fine. We get there. We look at the garden center. There's just like regular garden hoses. And I'm like, no, like these are like anywhere between 40 and $90. It seems like a lot for something that you probably can't use again. And you're supposed to use a safe for drinking hose. I don't know what the difference is, but... That's what we're supposed to use. So in my head, I'm like, we should use the exact same thing. I was like 100% sure I had told Ange on the phone earlier that day to ask the, the doula that we rented the birth pool from where she got her hose so we could just buy another one. She didn't do that. Then we ended up at Home Depot. They didn't have the right hose. So I was like, Ugh, I don't want to wander around. I'm tired. I'm just going to go ask somebody. So I ask a guy. He shows us the other hoses or hosing or tubing or whatever you want to call it. But it didn't actually have the like attachments on the end. So I was like, OK, well, they don't have it. Let's go. And she's like, no, I want to go look in the garden center again. I'm like, mm. and this is a thing where and I know it's not based on nothing, but she never believes anything customer service people tell her ever. So I'm like, OK, I can I get that at like Best Buy. Those people generally useless but this is home depot you know a lot when you work there i believe and you know this is like a gay mecca for us so we should probably like respect anyway the point is that this is like an ongoing thing for me so this irked me because i'm like fuck now we have to wander around more because Ange doesn't believe what this person just told us so i'm tired and i'm losing my patience and i'm not being very communicative about that which is my bad 
but then we're in the garden center and the, yes there are some different hoses that we didn't see but they're still all just garden hoses so i'm like okay can we just go and then angela's like well let's just buy one of these i'm like no it's the wrong hose i don't want to buy one and then it was kind of like a an annoying sort of back and forth also i saw a mouse there which really upset me and that kind of is not good for me to see that i'm like I'm going to say 80% sure it was a mouse. If it wasn't, it was a very large dust bunny that scuttled under a, a display. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're walking out to the car and I'm just like, I just kind of lose it. I was not patient at all. And I was just like, what? Like, why? Why do you have to make this so difficult? Why didn't you just call the doula? Why didn't you just ask her where she got the hose instead of wasting our time? And she was like, what do you have to do tonight? You don't have any plans. I'm like, yeah, I do actually have plans. But also, I want to go home. I'm so tired. And it's really hard. It's hard because I'm a, like, obviously, I'm still allowed to be tired and I'm allowed to be really kind of exhausted after a full 12 hour shift of talking to people all day, nonstop, very busy. But I also need to be patient with my very pregnant, very hormonal wife, which I was not being. And cl- and I've like, this has not happened once in your pregnancy that you just like it went from like zero to a hundred. You were so mad and you were like, is this worth it? Oh shit, <laughs> what happened? And they were telling me that I was being so selfish because you want to get the birth ho- the hose for the birth pool and I didn't care enough to like make an effort, which was not at all the case. She's telling me I was being selfish and I was like, you're being the exact same way right now. And then I just stopped talking because I was like, this isn't going anywhere good. And you just screamed at me and then we stopped talking. And then we get home and we get out of the car and we, I go to walk towards the door we usually go in and she just walks around to the front of the building. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I follow her and then she just keeps going. She turns around and goes, do you have keys? And walks away. I was like, oh my God, that's never happened. You've never, ever walked away from me like that in 10 years. That's right, people. 10 years. In 10 years, you've never behaved like that. And I was like, wow. I was mad. I was confused. And I was just really also very tired. So I went inside and like angry cleaned the floors. <laughs> and while I was at home, I was thinking like, okay, this is obviously hormones. Like Ange would never behave like this, but I don't know what to do. I don't know when she's coming home. I don't know what she's doing. It made me uncomfortable that you were out walking at 10 o'clock at night by yourself, heavily pregnant because there are creepy people out there that want to hurt pregnant ladies. I just, the whole thing was very upsetting. And then you came home and I was like, I don't know if I can talk to you right now. Like I'm, I don't think I'm ready. But then you apologized and you said that was really inappropriate because the thing that was like really hard was aside from the screaming was that you said I was being fucking crazy. I was like, oh, like we don't call each other names. We really, really make a big effort not to do that. Except you do say that I'm crazy often. Do you want to start another fight? No, I'm just saying we could go back and listen to the podcast because it happens a lot on the podcast. And I've asked you on the podcast. I know. Okay. Crazy. Yes, but this is different. So when I say it, it's like a, the dis, the, discord between us around that is that i say it in a joking manner but you take it seriously this was not that when you said it you were angry screaming it at me so you were definitely being like offensive in the anyway so i also i'm working on not using that word anymore it's a constant effort that's what marriage is folks that's what marriage is so my version of events Mm -hmm. was that i was at home and it suddenly dawned on me that i was 13 or 14 or whatever how many days away from the due date and it is not likely, but it's possible that I could go into labor early. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, fuck, this birth pool, which is like 99% part of why I'm willing to give birth at home, doesn't even have the ability to be filled up unless we put it like in front of our front door, which is just not realistic for so many reasons. Yeah. 
so this hose needs to happen like it's something important that we shouldn't just like forget about which i never disagreed with yeah so then that's why it felt very pertinent and i didn't want to go and do it by myself because i wanted your input on like the length of it what kind we should get if there was different options i wanted to like talk to you about it and i thought to save gas it's kind of on the way home from picking up from work i already had to come and pick you up from work so that was that i didn't think it was going to be a big deal so then we went to the garden center we went back to the garden center and looked at them and i get more hoses and i thought well we could maybe just get one of these because i was feeling like panicky or whatever and then we decided not to but i still got an adapter to connect two hoses together which i think was like a good idea we probably won't need it but i'm glad that we have it anyway um and then out of nowhere you just suddenly start getting upset with me it really felt like out of nowhere yeah so i asked our doula who said and i said can we just get another one from home depot and she said yeah, that should work. So I thought that she knew. I didn't have any reason to question it. And so I was like, hey, that's easy. This seems like the most logical thing to do is to get the hose from Home Depot. I thought they would have it. And then you just got got so like picky at me where you're like, you didn't do this and I don't want to be here and blah, blah, blah. And you just started like going off. And I was like, oh my God, where's this coming from? This is not a big deal. This was like 15 minutes max of our time stopping at Home Depot. And then you were so worked up that you're even like getting upset with me about which exit we were going out of and you're like that's not the way to the exit these doors aren't going to open and I was like um I'm walking through the doors and you were like being frustrated and like not willing to go through the doors that were automatically opening for us so you just like got to this place where you were just like super critical and I needed like emotional like headspace from that so I kept being like is this worth it can we please just stop like Jackie let's not talk about this anymore is this worth it and then I think too many times of asking that I could feel my like blood boiling and then I just snapped and went to like a very angry place yeah but that place was way angrier than the entire situation warranted and I will fully admit that I was not being patient with you and that had a lot to do with how exhausted I was and how long my day had been and 15 minutes seems like nothing but it's I in my head I was feeling very resentful because I was like you don't have to do anything at all today and I had to do a lot of things today and my time is important and the way you were talking about like oh whatever does it even matter you don't have anything to do tonight it was like yeah I need to go and relax and decompress because my job is really stressful and it's something that I do need space and time from so I was feeling resentful and that's where a lot of my impatience came from and I was just really fucking tired it was really honestly it was just one of those perfect storm things where it happens in every relationship you're both at diminished capacity for coping and for patience and you just explode at each other and it just happens it's not the end of the world, but it wasn't pleasant. No, and then so when I walked away, because when we were driving after we were giving each other the silent treatment or just not talking or whatever, I was thinking I like, wasn't giving you the silent treatment. I literally did not know what to say after you. Well, neither of us were talking, so it wasn't the silent treatment. It was just we both just stopped because we couldn't. Yeah, yeah. But when I was when we were driving, I was like, okay, I definitely shouldn't have like yelled and like lost my shit. But at the same time, the thing that was bothering me the most, more than that at the time, wasn't that I did that to you, but was that was that I did that to the baby. Yeah. And so I was like really upset that I allowed my like stress hormones and my voice and everything to get that elevated. angry and that elevated when I have like a newborn inside my body who is affected by those things, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then that was that was in the forefront of my mind more, which is why I couldn't go home 
because I needed to cope with that before I could like get to a place where I could apologize to you because mm-hmm. I couldn't come home and be like comfort me over what I just did to you because I think it's like harmful for the baby and I'm thinking that I'm a bad mom so I needed to like go on a walk and I called one of my friends and talked about it with her so that I could like deal with that emotion mm-hmm. and then I could come and deal with apologizing because yeah. I couldn't have apologized because the like thinking about the baby was you were you were sort of in a like a an ex- anxiety spiral no I wasn't necessarily having anxiety I just felt terrible like guilt yeah guilt yeah I felt like a bad mom I felt like yeah. oh is this how I'm gonna be I'm just gonna like snap and scream at people and I'm just gonna snap and scream in front of my kid well, that's I a don't... big that's a big jump so when you did tell me that I was like oh man like I felt so bad that I hadn't been more patient with you because I don't know, maybe if I'd been more patient, then we wouldn't have gotten to that place and you wouldn't have had to feel that guilty. But ultimately, I don't think that you've done like irreparable damage for the rest of her life that can't be compensated for by one outburst. And it really was like a minute. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But then compounding it was also the fact that I'd had two days of like intense conversations with my mom where I wasn't I wasn't yelling at her, but I was getting agitated agitated and worked up two days in a row so I felt I think all of that probably played into it It was sort of like all of that kind of stuff coming to a head yeah I would and so I was like okay now this is like three days of me getting my like blood pressure up Mm -hmm. and getting worked up about stuff that I should be nipping in the bud like I normally do like we normally do really like yeah and I normally do with my mom but I was allowing myself to go there and then I was like even the two days prior, I was thinking, like, why do I keep letting myself get to this place? Like, why am I trying to have these conversations with my mom? They aren't going to work. Well, she was being particularly difficult, and it was on the day of our baby shower. So I understand why you were more vulnerable to that stuff that day, because it, it's important. It's a big deal. And typically, things that involve both sides of our family are not smooth. So yeah. there's already like a heightened amount of kind of anxiety around it. Like, how is she going to behave? Are they going to be, you know, understanding? Or are they going to get what's going on? Are they going to be, you know, I feel like you even worry, like, if my family's going to be offended by your mom because she can be really inappropriate in group settings in sort of because she's got so many, I don't know how to say this, I guess because she's got so many anxiety issues and like inadequacies that she kind of self-sabotages in group settings and like will isolate herself and judge everybody when really she's just worried that everyone's judging her yeah so I feel like you worry about her being rude or offensive to my family when my family's really just trying to like make her feel comfortable but she just won't let herself be accepted yeah so it it was definitely like a few days of heightened sort of sensitivities and vulnerabilities so so the day of the baby shower my brother forwarded me an email that my mom sent my mom should be banished from emails i think we've been over this before like like that saying like friends don't let friends text drunk text like children don't let mom like angry drunk or fucking anxious email yeah i don't know i was like (laughs) telling my mom today that she shouldn't email anyone after 10 p.m but she sent this email to my brother saying that she wishes that she could help me out more but she can't because it's pretty clear that jackie calls the shots which is not a new sentiment she said that before in sort of a really cunty i'm saying it cunty email that she sent to like all of Angie's friends and all of her brothers saying that I was controlling Ange and that I was the reason that she and her mom weren't so close anymore and 
Yeah. And then also yeah. it's really just a result of Ange growing up and putting up more boundaries with her, like by um, borderline personality mother. But it's my fault. Yeah. And I don't really know why, but my brother forwarded this to me. Well, and the other thing that I find really frustrating is that this was after a very pleasant visit that we had with your oldest brother, who we don't really talk to very often um, because this is what he does. He stirs up so much shit with Angie's mom and it's not just his fault. She is equally guilty. But we had just had such a nice visit with him and his girlfriend. I, we met her for the first time, mm-hmm. had a lovely visit. He gave us a bunch of fish that he had caught, which was super nice. We talked about the baby. Your mom talked about when she was pregnant and different things about that. We just had like a normal, pleasant visit. And we're talking about your brother that received this email and about how he's such a good uncle to your niece, to our niece, his, yeah. his, the third brother who has not been mentioned yet, <laughs> daughter. So it really came out of left field that they had had this, we'd had this perfectly lovely visit. And then afterwards, clearly Angie's oldest brother and her mom were drinking because this is always what happens. They drink, they ruminate, they go into a like negative spiral and then some sort start of start shitting on everybody yeah because they're the like keepers of the universe yeah. they are the same person yeah my mom and my oldest brother yeah. are like clones it's fucking except he's scarier well yeah anyway so he sends this to me and i'm which is like also like hey hey bro i know and i think like this is it's not unreasonable for him to send it to you because in, historically you both kind of commiserate about like hey mom's being crazy and i'm allowed to say that because it's fucking true and we'll send each other like, oh, she said this. Oh, she said this. Oh, here's the email she sent me. So he was just following along that. But thinking like, hey, my sister's super pregnant, probably really emotional. And it's her baby shower today. So maybe I shouldn't send this. Would have been good. And I think normally in a different situation, I would have probably just been like, fuck. And just deleted the email. Because most of the time I skim my mom's emails. And if I don't see anything worthwhile, I will just delete it before reading it deeply. Because most of the time I just get really upset and angry or even just like even if it's stuff that isn't necessarily doesn't make me angry or isn't offensive it still bothers me like she sent me this email where she was talking about my niece and her name is serenity and she was saying that serenity i believe is going to be a little rich girl she's so lucky to have all these men in her life who care about her so much she's never going to want for anything and that was basically the entire email and i was like I don't know why that bothered me. It made her sound like a prostitute Mm -hmm. and it made her sound like it just sounded so creepy to me. I was like, why are you talking about your granddaughter like that? And I think because when, oh, it's just stuff like that. It's fucking weird. I just, exactly. Right. Like it's just weird. And so I just like, and you can't really argue with her about it. Cause then it's it's like, so anyway, I think on a normal day, I would have been like, fuck that and just deleted it and ignored it and just been like, whatever. My mom is stupid. Simon's fucking stupid, whatever. So, but I, but she called me like immediately after my brother sent that to me. And so I was like staring at my phone. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. I was telling my brain, don't answer the phone. Don't. But I was like, I have to. And then I answered and then just got, it wasn't even a fight because she wasn't actually saying anything. Mm -hmm. I was just like lecturing at her Mm -hmm. and she was just going, okay, okay, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant, but okay. Cause she, I think, I don't know. She was sick or she wasn't feeling well. So she was just sort of like, okay, 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 okay. She was also in that phone conversation trying to bail on the shower, which is really sucky. Which probably would have been for the best, but I mean, (laughs) she ended up showing up and she looked terrible. She didn't stay for long. She didn't really talk to anybody and then she left. Yeah. I, yeah, I clearly didn't, I didn't have a very good reaction to that either. I don't, I don't think Angie usually tells me about the shit her mom says, 
because well it's pointless all it does is upset everybody yeah well she's an upsetting human being (laughs) but i got really pissed off i was like fuck fuck like it's if to me it felt like this is the same thing she said about me literally six years ago like the things that have happened in my relationship with Angie's mom since then i'm just like what the fuck do i need to do to show this woman that i'm a good person it's so fucking insulting to be treated that way when i've done so much for her and she's never really been grateful and i just got i i i have a really hard time with this relationship because i didn't grow up having that i had a i mean relatively normal family relationship so i've never been treated like this by a family member consistently and predictably and i just get to the point where i'm like fuck this why do we bother i don't want to help somebody if they're going to continue to be awful to me and even though there are periods when she's nice and pleasant it always comes back to this and i was just like it's the borderline yeah but i don't she's not my mother i don't have that whole life of connection to fall back on so for me it's just this mostly negative relationship and she causes you a lot of stress and she's just uh, it's hard to see the purpose of having her in our life a lot of the time and I know that sounds really crass because she's my wife's mother but she's not a regular person (laughs) and it's really hard for a regular person to understand this relationship because I really do think that a lot of people in your position would have been done with her a long time ago because she just never helps herself she never does it depends some some people will cut off their parents or whoever family members for reasonable reasons and some people will cut them off for unreasonable reasons Mm -hmm. and some people will go to the ends of the earth with them even though they do get treated terribly it just it depends on your personality and the history i don't think there's any one equation that's like parent plus child plus incident equals disconnection no and it's not ever that simple and i know that but it's just really hard for me to wrap my head around because I don't, I, I just, being treated that way is worse than the positives that I get from her. And I also watch her treat you like shit, which is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you can really understand because you grew up with this really negative, really abusive relationship with your mother. But then I also grew up, on the other side, there was a lot of warmth and love and a lot of I know. positivity. But so I don't get like, that stuff, yeah. really. I don't get that consistently from her. And so our sort of way of dealing with this is that I don't see her mom very much but after this and basically had two days of kind of yelling at her mom and telling her she was being ridiculous and calling her out on all this stuff so then I got phone calls and voicemails and emails and her telling and it was so insulting because what she's trying to say is in her attempt at an apology she's just blaming Ange for misconstruing everything and I'm like fuck you so many I was trying to break it down like you would with a child when you're teaching them English I was like what does calling the shots mean? Well, it means controlling. Okay. And so when you say Jackie calls the shots, what does that mean? Well, it means she talks more. I'm like, no, Mm-mm. that's not what it means. That's the bullshit story. Then she tried you would to have said us. Jackie talks a lot. Because she tried to say now that this whole email was taken out of context and it started from uh, your brother's girlfriend commenting that you were quiet and then your mom went into this whole thing about how you were shy and that jackie talks more and that's all she meant and i was like fuck you i'm not that stupid your lie is very thin 
and very stupid. Nobody would say that as a result of somebody being shy and someone else being chatty. And I know what you mean. Whether you'll admit it or not, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, nope, I'm not answering your phone calls. I'm not responding to your email. You're being ridiculous. And it's really insulting that the way you're trying to quote unquote apologize is to blame my wife. So I don't really know what to do with her. I don't know what to do with my feelings about her. I really just constantly hope that Ange will get to a point where she's like, enough, I'm done. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. That's not a good hope to have. Why? Just because somebody's your family and like this is the thing no, I I'm just really saying believe. that that isn't good for our relationship. If you're hoping that I disconnect from my mom. Because she doesn't ever treat you well. Then you're coming from a place of wanting our relationship to z- dissolve, which is indirect. Because I've spent so many years hoping that your mom would stop being shitty and it's never going to happen. So I'm now finally realizing but it's if you're never going to change. But if you're, but so putting same, time and effort into trying to make that better is a waste but of time. But hoping that I'm going to cut her off is the same thing. You have the ability to change your behavior and your approach. She doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I get that now. I don't think that I'm going to get to a place unless she did something like hit me or like something like insane where I would be like, I'm done with you now. I believe that just because somebody's your family doesn't mean you, you put up with them treating you like crap all the time. No, it doesn't. It's not. But that's what you do with her. And you go out of your way to do so much for her. And she's never grateful. And it's never enough. And she still always comes back around to treat you like crap. Even if she's nice to you sometimes in between. I don't feel like that's worth it. This it's is not like a my constant call. issue in our relationship. Which is kind of normal. We've talked. I mean, we've talked. I'm not to saying it's, a, it's like an unreasonable issue to have. I'm just saying yeah. this is a constant thing. And this is what we go to counseling about. And I think mm-hmm. if you're feeling this way right now and you're thinking you're hoping on the cusp of us having a baby that I disconnect from my mom then we need to go to counseling because no, it's only going to create so. more pressure when I am doing those things for my mom because then you're Mm-mm. more resentful towards me I'm not I'm not asking you to do anything no but I've let go of that because I used to think this is really wrong nobody should be putting up with this kind of thing and should stop dealing with this that's how I used to look at it now I know that it's not my decision and that I, I believe you will never cut her off no matter how awful she is to you. Like never. I don't think you ever will. But that doesn't mean I don't know that it, our life would be way easier if she wasn't in it. Yeah, and you So don't I can that still that wish that resentful? happens without. Well, yeah, of course it does. It makes me resentful of her. And sometimes I resent you about it, but I can't. That's that's not going to just disappear by talking to someone about it because nothing is actually under my control. I can't control what you choose to do. I can't control her behavior. All I can do is try and step away from it as much as possible. And when it really starts encroaching on my life and our our life, I'm allowed to put up my boundaries. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's where we've gotten. And the counseling was really helpful because it's a really complicated relationship and it's a really difficult thing for someone that doesn't have that kind of a person in their life to to grasp. But I'm asking you now, since this incident and because the baby's coming really soon, and I think there's going to be more of her around, I think. She's going to be trying more. And I'm just saying, do you want to go to counseling again just to, like, clear up? Because I don't want the resentment building and building to the point of explosion. Because I know what this email situation has done is it's, like, unburied a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of feelings that you've had. Yeah, but and it's I don't not my want, fault. I don't want to be fighting with you when I'm going to see my mom or if I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do something for my mom, getting this sense of, like, resentment because I do feel that from you and that's not a good feeling to have especially not after having like a new baby well ultimately I'm saying how do we deal 
I'm, where do we go from here? I'm trying to tell you. Okay. As we've talked with our counselor about this, I am allowed to put up objections when it comes to things that affect our finances, like you constantly driving around and doing shit for your mom. On face value, that seems like nothing. But when we're on like a limited budget or even just any kind of budget and there's that much money going towards her when I don't feel like she deserves it, I'm allowed to say this is too much. You can't just take the car every day instead of me driving to work just so you can drive around and do stuff for her because that's a large amount like and it's not the thing is it's not like it happens once a month it happens multiple times a week and it's a constant so if you actually added that up over the course of months and years it's a significant amount of our finances right so that is something that our counselor has validated that i'm allowed to have complaints about i haven't been doing it that much i know and we and the thing is we've talked a lot about this that you're not going to be doing as much for your mom because you're going to have a human being that you have to keep alive And that's going to naturally cause sort of a bit more distance or not distance, but just a less dependence that she can have on you. So in terms of resentment, I don't expect it to be any worse than it always has been. But I'm not going to stop feeling resentful of your mom. That's never going to go away because you don't deserve to be treated the way she treats you. And she doesn't deserve the things you do for her. No, I don't expect you to not be resentful of my mom. That's not what I'm asking. I don't want you to be resentful of me. That's all. That's the only thing I care about. But the only thing we can do to manage that is to constantly check in or to, you know, regularly check in about it. And I really don't think it's going to come up much in the next month. You know, the next month is going to (laughs) be it's going to be all us and baby. And that's it. We're not going to have as much money. And so things like how much money we spend on gas are going to be a factor in our everyday budget. But I mean, I don't think it's something we need to talk to a counselor about because we've talked about it so much that we already know what the expectations should be. Things are changing, but I think it's always goes in this cycle where she's really awful and then I feel more resentful because that's a normal human response to that. Jackie, nobody is questioning you. I, I know. feel like you are very defensive about your feelings. I have never once said that your feelings are wrong. No, but you're questioning whether I need to go talk to somebody about them. No, when it's like, well, because what? of but me, because you have your feelings towards me. That's the only thing I care about. I totally understand why you feel the way you feel about my mom. I do not blame mm-hmm. you for that. Right and on. I think it's totally reasonable. And I really so honestly I feel like you get very defensive about when you say that. Because it's been a problem in the past. No. It's, it's, a, it's a sensitive topic. But I think the other part of it is that, you know, we've both made strides to better deal with this. Like... Once your mom, once it was apparent that your mom was drinking again, we both, but I think I, I said this not knowing what you were going to say. And I said, I don't want to ever, cause you were, you were giving your mom money pretty regularly, whether she paid you back or not, um, before then. And I said, I, we're not giving her any more money. If she's drinking, we're not subsidizing that. And that's something that you've abided by. And I really, ex- I, I really appreciate that. So I think we've both made big strides towards like better accommodating the situation. But I don't feel resentful towards you every day. I don't feel it all the time. But <laughs> I, I don't day. think it's I don't think it's unusual or weird that I resent the fact that you're so willing to do so much for a woman that treats you like shit and treats me like shit. And it's disrespectful disres- and awful and refuses to help herself. You know, I mean, even even just the fact that this week you had to drive me to work to have the car to take her to an appointment that she wouldn't fucking go to. And then ended up going anyway, but like so inconsiderate about the fact that like that affects other people's lives. She never thinks about other people. Mm -hmm. She's so selfish and it's really hard to be okay with that all the time. So most of the time I'm fine with it. 
I mean, really, it's not a fight we have very often anymore, but it's, it's going to come up regularly and that's okay. You know? Yeah. I just don't think you're going to understand. I don't know. Understand what? Understand where my like continuous compassion for her comes from. The closest thing that I, that describes it is white oleander, her relationship with her mom. It's different because it's abusive and codependent. No, it's different because that's not different. That's the same. I wasn't going to say that. It's different because the mom is in jail. So there's like a bigger boundary, like physical boundary between them. But at the same time, the the dialogue and the way that the daughter thinks about her mom is very much so kind of similar. And she like describes her mom as like kind of being a limb that you, you can't really get rid of. And maybe it is like completely codependent and it it's is. like it is. fucked up, but our that's ca- our, the way it is. I know. But our, I mean, our, I'm not, it's not just coming from me that it is codependent. Our counselors confirm like this is codependent. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have this kind of relationship with their parent. So it's not something that I have the ability to understand. I can never get it. I just, I try hard. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I feel like it's, I feel like when people put like codependent, the label on thing, on things, it seems as though it's like something that you can be like, oh, it's codependency, like get rid of it. But I feel like when you're in a codependent relationship, it's like rooted like so deeply that it's like, I don't even know where I would be begin to untangle myself I know how to set certain boundaries and I have and I think they talk about this too like um Jason Mewes talks about his relationship with his mom even mm-hmm. though she was like a super addict and was like terrible for him mm-hmm. there's still that like deep-seated like love and connection that you have mm-hmm. I don't I and that's what I and that's the thing that I've come to understand over the years is that you won't ever untangle from her and I know that, but it doesn't mean I'm happy about it all the time, right? Yeah. And, and I know that, like, if I could, if I could just, like, cut off caring about my mom, mm-hmm. I would, because that would be, like, so much easier in my life. Well, I think it's also that, like, part of who you are as a person has developed being responsible for your mom's well-being. I mean, how many times have you found her after she tried to kill herself or had to, like, do something to meet a basic need of hers that generally speaking, a child shouldn't have to do for a parent at this stage in life. Right. I don't think that that's something you can undo. It's like, it's fundamental in the sense that in your formative years, in some of the most like character building, personality building years, that was ingrained in, in who you are, but it's still, it still pisses me off sometimes, you know, and I don't, ever ask you not to talk to her I question what we can do differently and I and I get frustrated and I say things like what's the point what's the point what is the point what do we get out of this what do you get out of this and you can never really answer that question I don't know why I keep asking it (laughs) I think it's just futility right I it feels futile but it's Mm -hmm. something I've accepted I have but on the flip side what I try and think about is that I think I have a lot of not to like toot my own horn, but I think I have a lot of compassion and understanding and forgiveness for people Yeah. outside. And I don't know if it's because like I have to deal with this like very strained relationship. So it seems easier to be more compassionate towards people that are maybe less difficult. But I think that <laughs> that's something that like my friends have always told me that they appreciate about me is that I'm like loyal, mm-hmm. compassionate, and I'm understanding and I like forgive them. That's a but huge- I don't think I'm a, like a 
doormat either. No, but I think that's a big part of why I love you and why the people in your life love you so much because you do have such a big heart and you are, you know, it's part of why you're great at working with at-risk youth. It's part of why you're great with kids just in general. And it's part of why you're a wonderful wife, but that doesn't mean it doesn't come with negatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. This was actually really helpful though, this little <laughs> this little <laughs> airing out session we've had here. Holy shit. I hope this isn't like depressing for listeners. We should just change the name of the podcast and call it like Angie's Mommy Issues. <laughs> the baby's mama's the baby mama's mama drama. <laughs> um Baby could, Mama's Mama Drama. That's the episode name. Yeah, totally. I think it's just like, I think a lot of us deal with people in our lives that are really tough to manage a relationship with. So hopefully it makes some of you feel a little less alone. Maybe if any of you have any tips for me, feel free to send them over because it's, uh, as they say, the struggle is real. I think the thing that has worked for us the most is listening to each other. Mm -hmm. I think both of us being open-minded enough to to like change mm-hmm. our expectations and mm-hmm. how we feel about things not being like well this is how I feel I need to go and see my mom this is how my relationship with her fuck with how Jackie feels mm-hmm. but instead actually being like okay I'm taking in how you feel and same with you being mm-hmm. like I don't want her in my life this sucks this is awful so you should just get rid of her instead yeah. of being like okay she's your mom it's complicated I have to make some sacrifices here too mm-hmm. which I have I'm sure you would yeah, agree that I really have. Totally. I'm not as rigid as I might sound. <laughs> and I will always end up going to see her again. And I know I'll see her more around when the baby's born. And that's fine. <sighs> well, today when I saw her, she was like, it's going to be awkward to see Jackie when the baby's born and she's not talking to me. <laughs> I was like, she is talking like, to me. I don't me. know if you could hear that, but that was the biggest eye roll ever. I was like, did she not talk to you at the baby shower? Yes. I'm like, well, then she's talking to you. Can we please just like the email thing? We're never going to settle because my mom just doesn't fucking understand. Well, that's the point. That's why I would never want to talk to her about it because I don't want to hear her bullshit and it's never going to be resolved in an adequate manner. So there's no point in talking about it. Yeah. So I was like, let's just let it go. Like she had to have heard me over the two days that I was like lecturing and bitching at her. She had to have taken something in. You think that (laughs) (laughs) that's wishful thinking love. Maybe. Anyway, maybe I it, I think it's also kind of a, a magic of babies that they kind of smooth over the rough edges in relationships. So, yeah. They, well, my- one thing that is positive from this is I went into my mom's email because I have access to my mom's email. Um, sometimes I check it if she's not responding to anybody just to see if she's alive, to see if she's like checked email that day or whatever. Anyway, after this email, because Kingsley, my brother, told me that she had been sending crazy emails to him. So I was like curious. So I wanted to know. And so I went in to check and she has been sending my brothers like very suicidal emails, Mm. but just to them. That's progress. Yes, because I'm not (laughs) getting it. (laughs) This is the this is a a brief look into the life of of Vicky. Yeah, it's true that normally she would tell you about her. Yeah, some of them actually said, please don't tell Angie this. I don't want to upset her because she's pregnant, but I don't want to live any longer. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was like appreciative. I was like, that's not that I think that she shouldn't tell anybody if she's no, it's, suicidal. It's good but for I've her told to reach her out. many times, unless you want me to call the police, which is what I'm going to do, 
I don't know what else to do when you No, tell it's me not you that I you're die. saying don't tell me. You're saying when you tell me this, I will call the police. That is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to come over anymore because for years you would have to drop everything and go over there because you'd be in a state of panic thinking my mom's dead. She won't answer the phone. She told me she was suicidal before this. And now I have to go into her apartment and potentially find her dead. So I've, I've had to go with you multiple times to check and make sure that she was still alive. And then we finally got to a point where we're like, this is stupid. We will just now put it on emergency responders. And that sucks. But that's what you do. Yeah. You just well, say. Well, I can't do it anymore. It no. gives me like serious, horrible panic attacks to mm-hmm. do that. Um, also, but the thing is like the emergency responders will always be like, well, can't you go? And it's like, I like. It's a, it's a You're legit- used to seeing dead bodies. I don't want to see my mom's fucking dead body. It's a legitimate question, but you just need to lie. <laughs> just tell them you're not in the, you're not in town. You're, you're at work. You don't have any way to get there. Whatever. Yeah. They'll always go. They have to. It's their job, but they have to ask. Anyway, let's like get off this topic. Can we talk <laughs> it about always something comes else? Back. It always comes back to your mom. I've been having sometimes at night like cramping and stuff. Yay. And I've been having this like hardening of the belly thing that then makes me feel dizzy. Have we talked about that in here before? I don't know, but it's I think really that's fucking annoying. That's Braxton Hicks. It that's is. That's what it is. is I've been having is them your for a muscles while. contracting, but it doesn't hurt necessarily. But the thing is, it makes me feel really dizzy and lightheaded. So it's obviously either compressing a nerve or a vein or it's making the baby compress a vein. Yeah. Which is pretty Which is annoying because when it happens at night, I need to like... Sit up. Sit up and like shift my position and like get myself all uncomfy. And that's painful because of my back isn't like totally better, although it's a lot better than it was a few weeks ago. You know what? You know what the good news is? What? She's not going to be in there forever. Mm-hmm. It's only going to last a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. We haven't done any more perineal massage. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it. I keep thinking I'm going to do it it. by myself, but I forget. Oh, fuck. You know, I was going to text you last night when I was at work to be like, perineal massage, get down with yourself. (laughs) Whatever. I mean, as our midwife said, everything will stretch out when she comes out, no matter what. And if it doesn't stretch, it's ripping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten like comfortable with the fact that that's probably going to (sighs) happen? Sometimes I'm okay with it. And sometimes I'm not. I've been downloading. I found this app called Insight Timer. And it's a whole bunch of different meditations. It's like conglomerates all a bunch of meditations that are out there on the internet. So I've been like looking up specific ones for like getting through pain and discomfort and dealing with anxiety. So I've been hoping that I'll listen to those when I'm in labor. So you haven't actually been listening to to them in preparation? No, I've been listening to them to see if I think they would be helpful. You should practice with them though. Like... When you're at home by yourself and bored. I'm hoping those help. I don't know what else to talk about about pregnancy. I feel like we're at this awkward stage. We're 11 days away from my due date right now. Mm-hmm. So imminent, potentially imminent arrival. But oh a couple God. of listeners have had their babies. Someone in our birth class has had their baby. Other people are doing it. So it is possible that it's going to happen for us. <laughs> <laughs> is, was there any doubt that it wouldn't, that she wouldn't come out? I don't know. I'm still kind of like, I don't know. We'll see. You're going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly just excited. Yeah. As long as she, I really am just, my hopes are like my kind of nervousness is around when she comes. I hope it's after my last block of work, which is September 2nd. And before I'm too far into this like month I have off. So 
really ideally it'd be great if it was between like the 6th and 10th that would be great that's reasonable mm-hmm. yeah all up to that little nugget in there i'm kind of i'm excited for the very beginnings of labor like when we're like i think this is it. i know it's gonna <laughs> when be it's so not gonna, exciting when it's not yeah for when it's not scary it's just exciting because we're like oh my god this is it mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that but i'm not looking forward to like the later stages when i'm like ah! i think it's gonna be i think you have to think about it as intensity and not fear sensations no but like intensity and not pain yeah that's what people that have done it the way we're doing it describe it and i think that's a very important distinction yeah i feel like i can i'll be able to cope with the like cramping feeling because i'm familiar with that and i know what it is Mm -hmm. and i know that that's just my uterus pushing this thing out and that it's not a bad feeling thing first she's an it now (laughs) she's this thing we gotta work on your your language here lady okay it's just my uterus contracting to get the baby out and it's a normal sensation i think what is what will freak me out is if i can feel that i'm tearing because i don't know how bad it is that's not a familiar feeling and that's not necessarily a good thing I think it's, I don't think you have to, you shouldn't look at it as positive or negative. You should just look at it as like a side effect of getting to be a parent. Yeah. And a lot of our friends who have had tearing don't even remember feeling it because there's so much other stuff going on. Don't worry about it. We have like four minutes left. Guess uh, who's having another baby? Oh, a fucking Duggar. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know which one? I don't care. Come on. Guess. What's the one with the horse face? <laughs> that Jessa? one. Yeah. 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 She's having another one. Oh, good. Another great name like Spurgeon. Yeah. Can't wait to hear what she names it. And then her sister's getting married. She. Ginger. Ginger. To that. To the soccer player that she was courting. They courted from uh, December and then they got engaged in July. Isn't that a whirlwind? The world of the fundamentalists. It's just on the fast track. If you could see my face right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't, but other They're people They're just going to create more little fucking ignorant, judgmental, overly religious fuckwads. So I'm not That's really... why we need to keep our eyes on them. <laughs> Homeland security purposes. All right. And on that note, y'all have a great day. <laughs> okay. Um... I did want to say that I think we may book another session in here, but I think maybe our updates from now on might be coming from our phones just because it'll be a bit easier to just do quick episodes as things get closer from our apartment. And or we'll have another session because we'll be bored and waiting. Yeah. So uh, if the sound quality isn't that great from now on, sorry, but deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Okie dokie. Wish me luck. Hope to talk to you before we have a baby. Bye. Bye. Do the podcast at all. (laughs) The Baby Mama's Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Baby Mama's Podcast. Make sure to like them on Facebook and give them a great review on iTunes. Have a good day.